take the average of the whole system, teachers are made up of the dumbest people that go to college. Like, bottom of the barrel, lowest 10%. This is the Illegitimate Scholar Podcast, where we think that our culture is in crisis and don't trust woke universities to explain how and why. I'm Sam, and I quit teaching history because I loved the content but hated the limits on what and how I could teach. In this podcast, you'll hear stories in history, anthropology, culture, and geopolitics that make you rethink what you were taught in school. Today, what is going on in public education? Why does it suck? And how do Americans and teachers feel about the state of public education? And what do statistics tell us about this? Okay, so last week we talked about the roots in the early 1900s with Carnegie, uh, Rockefeller, General Education Board, all the billions of dollars in today's dollars that they put into the system to change public education to fit the needs that they personally had. It's really hard to put into words how bad public schools are today. They are atrocious. While I'm describing public schools today, the theme I want to promote is that school is a system. I want you to remember that school is a system. So yes, schools, people say they're there to educate, but really they are in charge of a lot more things than that, okay? So like there are people who are part of this social construct. I talk about that all the time. There are people who are in this system. This system is a school. The, uh, the teachers, they have responsibilities not only to their students, but they have responsibilities to the administrators, to the parents, to the school board. Um, so they have to do certain things and not do certain things as a result of that. They're mandatory reporters. You know, they, they have to, if they're told a certain thing, they have to do a certain thing. So there's all these things that they have to think about. The administrators, you know, when they're thinking about what they're teaching kids, you know, they have to concentrate on standardized tests. And as a result, they make their teachers concentrate on standardized tests. Okay. So it's, it's all a system. There's, there's different things that they have to do. And that's why a lot of times this stuff just doesn't work. Okay. And we're going to go into a little bit more detail about that in a little bit. But yeah, schools are a system. And honestly, educating children is not even in the top five of things that schools need to do. Because there's so many other things that are more important, like safety and the te like standardized tests. That's not even education. So like teaching of that, that's not education. That's not what they're concerned about. You know, uh, if they were more concerned about educating your kid, they wouldn't be going to the next class based on the bell. It wouldn't be this regimented structure. But I digress. Yeah, they're worried about... Uh, being offensive, they're worried about getting in trouble, parent complaints, safety, they're worried about people's feelings. So the one thing I can say about public schools in 2023 is that they are as bad as you might think they are from seeing like woke teachers on TikTok and stuff. Like teachers that post on TikTok, some of you might see them in like compilations of uh, how teachers act today. It's crazy the, um, the types of things that teachers believe today. And I think people are kind of getting a feeling for that. You've seen a lot of school choice around the country, seen a lot of anti anti public school sentiment. Okay, so here here's a few of the problems. Oh, you know what? So here's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about um, a few of the problems that I see in public schools, um, and why they might not be best for teaching yours or someone else's kid. Um, we're going to talk about like what teachers are doing right now that might not be appropriate. Um, we're going to go into some statistics about teaching as a profession and um, who teachers are, what teachers think, and also what individual Americans think about um, teaching as a profession and schools. 
So there's a complete lack of discipline in schools today. And it's not like I'm not saying that as like an authoritarian who wants to go into a school and be like, you're not disciplined enough. No. NEA, remember NEA from last week, National Education Association, largest labor union in the country, the big teachers union, they found in a poll, a recent poll the last couple of years, that 76% of teachers think that behavioral issues are a serious problem. And 76% of teachers think that parent and public disrespect is a serious problem. That's a serious problem. The fact that um, teachers think that discipline, that student behavior is a big issue. And what's happening is that they think it's an issue, but the administrators are not giving them the tools. The discipline is not there. So these kids are not being taught um, discipline, which, you know, not that I'm the biggest fan of this type of thing, but at the same time, when there's a school classroom and there's dangerous things going on in classrooms and, and kids are being allowed to act a certain way that once they go out into the real world might create serious, even life-threatening problems for them. I think that that's a major, major issue. Okay. Um, a major problem that I see in the public education system is teaching to the middle. So students with high abilities are not served. Like gifted and talented programs are being cut around the country um, and students that are going above, they're just, they're dumbed down to, to meet the middle, like the middle students. It, it's more than that. Okay. So students with autism, learning disabilities, poor students, black students, all of these different groups have different issues, but all of them are that they are some deviation from the perceived norm and the schools are not as well equipped to handle any of those. Like not that autistic kids can't do great in school, not that Kids with learning disabilities can't, not that black and poor students can't do great, but there is a deviation from the norm with those students and these types of schools are generally not, they're generally not equipped to, uh, to handle that. And when they're teaching to the middle, these kind of people get uh, most of the time, a lot of the time thrown aside. It's, it's the bigotry of low expectations. Um, from my experience, problems from students like this are dealt with in a service to the school as a system, not a service to those students. In my personal experience, the students that have social problems um, are kind of forgotten. Yes, we have things like IEPs, 504s that are meant to serve these individual students. But in my personal experience, um, a lot of these students, those are used often to kind of push the student to the side because it's not like as a teacher you can work one-on-one -on -one with a student with autism the entire time they have paralegals they're not always there they're not always funded they're not always doing what they're supposed to a lot of them are young 19 year old kids barely older than the kids they're with and they're not really you know you're, you're paying people $19 an hour you get $19 an hour in work and honestly the teachers aren't being paid much more than that um not that I think they deserve more given like how teachers are currently, but like, you know, maybe if you paid them more, there'd be higher quality teachers and social problems. Um, I was talking about black students. I'm here with social problems. Um, not the same thing, but like black students, bigotry of low expectations, poor students, bigotry of low expectations, black kid, one of my favorite students, very bright kid, also great at basketball, but he was, um, Literally dunked on me once. That was embarrassing. So, sixth grader, by the way. He didn't dunk on me. I lied. He can't dunk. Bam! This kid was brilliant, okay? This kid was really smart. And I got him to do work one time, and I saw 
like he had a worksheet. I talked to him in the right way, a little one-on-one -on -one time, guided him in the right direction. It was very easy. I wasn't really good at teaching. This was easy. This was simple. Um, and he listened to me, did the work, was then helping another student. It really, he was just giving her the answers. And you know where he learned to give her the answers? He learned it from his guidance counselor. Because this kid, because he's in special needs, even though, look, I'm not a freaking school psychiatrist or, or whatever they need to diagnose kids with, with things, but he goes to the guidance counselor, he gets the answers to any test or any worksheet that he's doing, and he doesn't have to do the work. He went to go take a test. We had a test in the class. He went to go take it. When he went to go take it, he told everyone in the classroom proudly, oh, I'm going to Mrs. Whatever's to get the answers to the test. Because he even understands that when he goes there, she gives him the answers. And because they're coming back with the grades, they're giving you the grade. It's like, oh, I got a great grade. But yes, he gets a great grade because he's being given the answers by the person, by the, the guidance counselor. And he's too young. It's not his fault. He doesn't understand that really the grade is the end point. That's not what matters. What matters is learning the information. But because that's not emphasized, this doesn't matter. And this kid who could be having his brilliant mind challenged is instead being taught that all he has to do is go to somebody and complain and act dumb and he'll get the answers. And that's what was happening. And I know that he was capable of doing it because I saw it myself and I barely had to bring it out of him. It took the mindset that I had that this kid was capable because he was just like Don, John Taylor Gatto would have said that there's so much brilliance here. I, it was up here. I knew that he knew what to do and he did. And he showed it to me after only a couple of minutes. And what he demonstrated to me in two minutes after I talked to him just a few sentences was that he was completely capable of being in the next higher level class. But because of the way he's going to be treated, and this disproportionately does affect black, brown, poor students, black, brown, black and or black and or brown and or poor students, it always disproportionately affects these groups then these are the types of people who are not going to be reaching their full potential. You know, freaking rich white kid named Meredith is going to be the one who's, who's like going, going in, even though she probably has worse ability than, than some of these kids. But whatever, I digress. Meredith did nothing wrong. I had a trans student. And this trans student, the trans stuff aside, okay, the, the trans stuff aside, the student wasn't learning anything. They were being treated like I, I was calling the student by the right pronouns and everything, but they weren't freaking learning anything in school. The point they're in school to do is to learn. And the this student as a trans student prior and then being a trans student was a social pariah. This was a clearly regardless of trans, like uh, trans identity was having troubles in schools and this it, they were not being served at all by the school they didn't care and they weren't completing work there's nothing i could do about them completing work because when you when you go in and and you try to tell somebody that they're not completing work they just they change the grades and they give give people passing grades and or they don't and they just fail but there's there's nothing you can do if they're not doing the work and they're not being forced to do the work so students any deviation from the norm you're, they're not being served the best, probably. That's not always true, but any deviation from the norm and they're probably not being served the best, okay? If, if, they're, if they're too good, 
They're just ignored because they're, they handle the work on their own. So they're not given the extra work, which would make them reach their higher potential. If they're some sort of, by some metric, they're worse than the other kids, then they're not given the attention they need to catch up and they're treated differently. You know, they have the IEPs and the 504s and everything. So they have the laws and teachers have to just follow those. And that's fine. But a lot of times the way that they follow those, not that people don't need these things, but a lot of the way that they're written, it just basically, it it handcuffs you to actually help the student learn and it lowers the expectations for that student. And teachers in public schools across America, and I experience this personally, they are hiding the gender identity from parents of some students. And they think this is okay. And by the way, you know, groomer, calling someone a groomer became like a slur and it became like associated with anti-LGBTQ things. But this is not just LGBTQ. It should not be equated with that. You can have straight grooming, you can have gay grooming, you can have whatever type of grooming, but RAIN, which is the Rape, Abuse, Incest National Network, it's the largest anti-sexual assault organization in the United States, they find, they say right on their website very clearly that having an adult create secrets with a child is one of the steps in sexual grooming, okay? You can find this information publicly online, and I've been told for my entire life being in sexual assault classes, learning about sexual assault, that this is one aspect of grooming. Adults are not supposed to be keeping secrets with kids, even if it's about trans identity. Anything. It doesn't matter what it is. You you don't, you, you are as an adult, even if you're a teacher, they like to call the children, the students, their kids. They're not their kids. They're not their kids. They're their students. They like to think that they know better than the parents. And that's a pervasive attitude in these public schools. And that is a problem. So with the understanding that teachers are keeping secrets with kids from their parents and then posting about it positively on the internet, let's see how teachers and Americans feel about public education in 2023. Teachers, 80% of educators say that work, that taking on more work due to unfulfilled job openings within their district is a serious problem. These stats are all from the last two years. So 80% of educators say that taking on more work due to unfulfilled job openings within their district is a serious problem. Uh Uh-oh, lots of job openings, extra work for teachers. 30% of teachers are satisfied with their current position. 70% not satisfied. That's not good. 10% of educators would strongly recommend the profession to a young adult. Uh Uh-oh. 87% of educators support less standardized testing, which is the main point of school at this point. Again, created by the Carnegie's, the Rockefellers. Okay, 87% of them disagree with the current main way of judging the system. 65% of educators agree that the bureaucracy interferes with teaching. And 35% of educators, the ones left over, are wrong because that's what it's meant to do. The bureaucracy is supposed to get in the way of you teaching. That's why we don't have personal finance classes in high school, because if you teach kids personal finance, then when they become adults, they won't waste all their money buying Gucci and and funding Halliburton. Okay, ETS, Educational Testing Service, remember them? They were created in part from organizations and from specific funding from organizations like the Carnegie and the Rockefeller Foundations, the General Education Board. They themselves say that the average IQ of education 
majors and remember that they are the ones who came up with this thing. Not well, actually not them, but other people, their their ideological predecessors a few years before. And they might not be great at telling someone's abilities on an individual level, but in a population level, they are. So education majors have some of the lowest IQs of any um, any college majors. Uh, the only ones that are lower are administration, home economics, student counseling, and social work. Those are the other majors out of a list of like 150 that have lower IQs than education majors. Uh-oh. That's not what you want. Maybe it is what you want. Maybe if you're the administrators that are funding education, you want teachers to be as dumb as possible, which is what they are. Sorry, sorry. I mean, I know I'm going to have teachers listening to this, but that doesn't mean you are. But as a whole, as a whole, if you take the average of the whole system, teachers are made up of the dumbest people that go to college, like bottom of the barrel, lowest 10%. Um, sorry. Okay. Teaching as a profession. Um, yeah. So some of these are basically just more stats. More job openings in the last year in teaching than ever before in the United States because people are quitting. Also, teachers are taking on more work. Okay, Why are teachers quitting so much? It must be great to be a public school teacher right now. It must be really, really cool. It's not. It sucks. And you know what? If people are quitting, what, what kind of teachers do you think are quitting? Do you think it's the good ones? No. No. What, what kind of teachers do you think are quitting right now? It's the good ones. Good teachers are quitting. Because if you're good enough to have something else to do, if you're capable of doing something else, you're more likely to leave the job that you're in. And who's left in this position that other people don't like is just the people that are left. The people who couldn't figure out anything else to do. Those who can't do, teach. It's a saying for a reason. Those who can't teach, teach gym. There's always someone lower than you. You know, teachers have to crap on somebody, so they crap on the gym teacher, right? Okay. Um, God, imagine being a gym teacher. So more job openings in the last year than ever before, and more teachers quitting jobs in the last year than ever before. At the same time, teacher program enrollment and completion have declined for the last 10 years and are near or at record lows. Uh-oh. The amount of Americans who would want their kids to be teachers is at an all-time low, 37%, all-time low. Teachers are quitting their jobs more than ever before. It's at an all-time high. Job openings are at an all-time high. Enrollment in teacher education programs is at an all-time low. And these are the types of things that take a few years to work out, and they're still trending in the wrong directions. There is a crisis in education. Any metric, I was even amazed. I didn't know it was this bad, but it is bad, bad in education. The good news is that there's one stat that isn't the worst ever for teachers right now. What is accurate to say is that for any time period, <laughs> what is accurate to say is that since record keeping has begun, the only time in American history where public education was less popular than it is right now was in the year 2000, right after Columbine had happened. And... <laughs> Parents, right after Columbine had happened, when parents thought that they were going to send their kids to school and they were going to immediately get shot. That's the only thing that's worse than public education in 2022 or 2023. I assume it hasn't gotten better because the metrics have only gotten worse. 
And that's where we're at. And all of the kids that go through this public education system that the teachers hate, that the students hate, that they don't trust, that they don't think is working, even they don't think it's working because they're using standardized tests and all this shit, and massive job openings, overworked teachers, bottom of the barrel people are the ones that are left. And though that is where the citizens of tomorrow are being created. That's the situation. That's where we're at right now. God damn it.